So uh, I'm here at the you know neighborhood juice and acai bar. Uh, cafe and juice bar. Yeah. Cafe and juice yeah, bar. Yeah, we were acai and juice bar, and we kind of transitioned to cafe and juice bar. Okay, with uh, the owner operator Chris Herrera, who's been nice enough to have me a. Uh, a little early in his in his house right now, you know. So uh, good morning. Well, we are breakfast spot, so yeah, I guess it totally makes sense, right? Yeah. No, no, I I dig it. We were hoping for a little better morning light, but you know we we take what we can get. So uh, thank you again for for being here. Uh, so before we get you know started going off on uh, down in too many roads, you want to just give us a, a kind of brief overlay of what you do here. Yeah, um, so we are a, um, you know, like I said, the, the neighborhood cafe and juice bar. Um, so I guess our, our core products are, um, it's all pretty much plant-based. We do have a couple dishes with an over-easy egg, um, and we do have a couple things that have honey in it, but other than that, it's 100% vegan. Um, and yeah, we, we, we started out um, doing acai bowls. That's kind of like our core our core business. You know, so we have six different acai bowls, and then we transitioned into organic uh, cold pressed juices, okay. um, and we all, all obviously also have um, superfood smoothies. And then uh, recently, in the last like year, year and a half or so, we've also transitioned into like a lot of plant based foods as well. Okay, so different types of wraps, nice. yeah. salads, stuff of that nature. Okay, yeah. giving, giving everybody a nice healthy option. So you had a couple things with Obrigi egg, man. You caught my ear there. What uh, what type of things do you guys have that? Uh, so you the avocado toast. You have the, have the option to get an egg on that. Okay. Um, and then we also uh, we also have a Mexican breakfast bowl, which is uh, quinoa, black beans, uh, pico de gallo. Um, we have an over easy egg, and then we have a couple of uh, sauces. We have a cilantro lime crema okay. that's made with cashews, and also oh, nice. a, um, a nacho cheese, which is also made with uh, cashews as well on okay. there, um, and then top of an avocado. So um, I've kind of experimented with uh, like a, a vegan mac and cheese in my own restaurants and stuff, and I use cashews as well for it. Is that like the go-to? Is that the easiest? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah? Like on the cheese side of things and stuff like that, to be able to get that consistency and that like, you know, that and um, uh, nutritional uh, flakes, like those are the two. Okay. Nutritional yeast. Oh, okay. It's like definitely like those two, that combination of those two is able to get like a could you Could you do it just with the nutritional yeast? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm not okay. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, all of our, mind, just kinda... yeah, um, all of our sauces have, like, it's cashews and nutritional yeast or whatever, so yeah. Okay. Sure. So, um, do you yourself, like, do a, a vegan plant-based diet? Uh, I am not, no. Okay. Um, I would probably say I probably eat um, vegetarian probably 75% of the time, but um, I'm not a, um, I'm not a, a vegan 100% of the time. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought I... I do do it every every now and again too. I try maybe one day at least a week. It either I try to fast three times a month if I'm you know good. And I'm not always good. Right. So <laughs> on the days that I that I skip my fast, I'll be, I'll try very very hard to, to do at least a vegetarian totally. um, diet because I think it's good for for your body. You know, cleanses. And yeah, that. and that's. I mean, honestly, that's um, you know when we kind of put this business together and then like moving forward like in the last couple of years, like how I how it's kind of transitioned and what we. Trying, been trying to go for is like, um, is well, I'm not trying to turn people vegan or vegetarian or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that that's that's a very that's a very hard step, first of all. Um, but I think if we can just eat 
vegetarian or vegan a portion of the time yeah. and not have to be like, oh, I need to have meat with every meal. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if, if you just cut it down like 25% of the time, um, that only that only helps out your, you know, your body because we're naturally we're not meant to, to be able to digest as much meat as we have accustomed to, you know, yeah. like our teeth, like we're just not, we're not meant to do that. Um, and then also, like, a bigger part is obviously the environment and stuff like that, you know, and what, um, what, what cattle and all that stuff, you know, can do the environment and global warming and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of the, I don't know what, you know, your take on it is, but a lot of, like, grain-fed cows and stuff, they, they have to, like, give them antibiotics for the, the cows to actually digest that stuff. And then what that does is it causes separation in the meat, and you can actually visibly see it. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time butchering meat and stuff, and... Um, that, that stuff's actually super hard for you to digest too. I mean, you can't, you can't, we're ingesting, I mean, you are what you eat, ate, you know, essentially. So, I, I you know, kudos to, to bring the, the cold-pressed juices and, you know, another option for people. Yeah, yeah, just trying to have something that's, you know, quick and easy. Um, and so, instead of lunch, instead of thinking you have to do, you know, a sandwich or a burrito or something like that, just having a nice, clean option that you can also go and grab real quick. And so, yeah. that's what we've been kind of transitioning a lot into like a grab-and-go sort of, you know, situation, doing, you know, okay. more every morning, you know, putting together salads and wraps and stuff like that where people just come and grab them, you know. Do you have a, like a, a number one, like a hit? Um, I mean, I, I think our, it's, our acai bowls are probably our biggest, our biggest okay. hit. Um, our slow bowl and our, our high street bowl, our slow bowl is like a more of a very based acai bowl and the high street has like a peanut butter. Okay. So maybe for people who don't know, like what, what's what's an acai bowl? Acai bowl is um, acai berry is a berry from um, South America that is very high in like antioxidants and stuff like that. Um, so basically, we we blend fruit and all this stuff together, and it comes out like into like a, a sorbet kind of consistency. Okay. Um, so that's your kind of like your base, and then you top it with granola and all kinds of other fruit. Brazilians been eating it for years and years. It's like a huge staple of what they do for lunch and yeah. um, breakfast there. Um, and then it's, you know, within the last, you know, maybe eight, nine, ten years ago, it kind of made its way to, like, Hawaii. And then it's been, it, like, in the last, like, five, six, seven years, it's kind of made its way over into, uh, like, you know, the, the mainland. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember, like, nine years ago or so, um, somebody trying to sell me, like, an acai it was like in a wine bottle, I feel like. Okay. Um, and it was like they were, you know, trying to sell it as like a, a super food to, that was like, I don't know, it was like a pyramid scheme type thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, what was it called, like Motive or Motive or something like that? Okay. It was like something similar to that where they had like in a drink. Yeah. Um, and so they were kind of like, yeah, it was like it was kind of a pyramid scheme. But I mean, the the drink itself is it's, it is I mean it's oh yeah no not, like, I'm not no no but I mean yeah I mean their their whole like scheme was a pyramid scheme but yeah, but, yeah it did um, that that was kind of the first one of those things like to get you broke other people in and then that's how you kind of make money off their sales totally and stuff like that totally uh, so how did uh how did you get started in you know this whole this whole thing um, so I got started in this is um, I was working um, in working with health food like more beverages and stuff like that so okay. like coconut water sherba mates and stuff like that so i was down in san diego selling those um and uh i was working with a lot of a lot of you know health food companies and stuff like that so um one of my good friends ended up working for this company called sambazon okay. who was one of the first 
uh, companies are bringing acai over to the U.S. So you probably see their product in like Costco. And I all feel like I, I, it's a brand. They're the right? biggest, yeah. They're okay. the biggest like acai brand. I feel like in the U.S. now. Um, so he was making his acai bowls and he was going up and up and down the um, the West Coast, like helping out cafes. Um, and so you know, um, I tried it and um, you know loved the, the product itself. Um, thought it was awesome. And he kind of convinced me. He's like, man, he's like, this is gonna be something, you know. He's yeah. like, they're selling really good in these cafes. He's like, if you do it the right way, like, you know, like it's gonna definitely be something that's gonna have legs and it's gonna be here for a while and stuff. So okay. he's the one that really kind of got me onto it. And, and um, from there, yeah. One thing that we didn't mention in the beginning, you actually have two locations. We have two locations. We have a third one opening up um, February, March. Yeah. Okay. San Luis Open Market um, down South Park, San Luis. I so, you, the one in San Luis, now, is that that was the original one? That's the original one, yeah. We've been there for okay. like four, uh, four and a half years. Nice. Yeah. That's good. I mean, because once you get over the you know couple year hump, that's that's normally a, a very good sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, were there any uh, any hurdles you know that that you didn't foresee? Yeah, I mean, God, from building you know building out our, our different spots, you know, okay. it's always a big hurdle. Um, you know, understanding how to actually run a restaurant, you know. Oh, is this your first? This is our, my first. Oh, who so, knows, like, we had yeah. no idea. So, yeah. you know, there's just so many mistakes that, you know, I've made along the way. And, um, you know, I've definitely, hopefully, like, learned from a lot of them. But, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, not having to ever run anything like this. Like, I was a, I worked in restaurants, like, all through college. Okay. But, um, but other than that, yeah, I had no restaurant experience. So, it was just kind of like uh, learning on the job, and I think that's why we started like a you know really small like our location slow is like a 900 square feet, you know, yeah. only has you know kind of a, a bar seating sort of thing. So we started really small because you know I think if we would start out big, we probably would have crashed and burned because I didn't know how to do anything like this. You yeah. Know? So we started out kind of small, and you know been kind of working our way up. Did you did you have any like uh, any like resources prior to opening that you kind of? <laughs> Like reached out to or something that like you could say helped you. Um, uh, like I said, probably my, my buddy John, who, who had worked for Amazon, you know, and really um, helped us out with um, the recipes and like getting us into you know, hey, use these kind of blenders, like you know, like you know, you know getting a thick, good consistency is like the most important thing that a single. Um, so I think that um, that was you know, as far as like on the acai side of things, that was kind of the, the biggest thing. Yeah. And other than that, like um, before I was in the health food, I was working for a, a small batch vodka company. So I was going around working with all these craft bartenders down in San Diego. And they really, um, they really taught me about balance and when they're making the cocktails and stuff like yeah. that. So I just picked up, you know, that year and a half or two years that I worked for them, like, I just picked up so much from, you know, all these craft uh, kind of Yeah, and like how they came up with recipes and stuff like that. And so I really tried to um, incorporate that when Especially when we came up with our juices and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, something that like seldom gets you know talked about is like craft cocktails. Like people put a lot of work into that. Oh, wow. uh, dude, it's insane. It's, I had no idea until I started oh, yeah, working. Really. It was just like yeah, yeah, it's like there's and you can tell the difference between a really good balanced like amazing craft cocktail. Yeah. And ones that are just like yeah, just kind of mixed up and yeah, mixed up or yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I mean, some I mean, it was night day when you have something that was really good. These guys were like crazy passionate about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I took a lot from, from that. So I would say between those two avenues, you know, that really like 
help me get an idea of you know, direction-wise as far as like um, recipes and stuff like that. Is there something, I mean, because now you're four plus years into it, is there something you wish you knew? Something maybe general or specific? I mean, could you... Wow, I mean, there's like so much, you know, whether it's, you know, I mean, even this location, like, just, um, you know, more, you know, whether it's more on the, really concentrating more on the customer service sort of things and how to train and, you know, um, I think, you know, right now I'm really, like, trying to increase our branding because I felt like I haven't done any of that. So really, like, trying to put a little bit more emphasis in that kind yeah. of. Because I always felt like, oh, you just have a good product and, like, this is, you know, like, people find you, you know? And they do, I mean, yeah. for the most think, part, but I think that there is a lot of, you know, a lot more to, like, the, the, you know, having a good social media and a good brand yeah. and, like, having everything, like, kind of link up as far as, like, you know, your place and everything has to just be really, like, in, in tune. Especially, I mean, like, now, I mean, most, I feel like most places should try to use social media because everybody's on it. I mean, there's no, there's no getting away from it. And then depending on like who you listen to on online, like I mean, Gary V, I've listened to him a lot and he's, uh, a, I don't know, he's very big. Uh, he's like, came through a wine, his dad's wine business and now he, he owns a, a multimedia company, like he gives people advice and stuff. And, he says like that you should post content on everything, uh, all, all across the board, like Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, you know everything. And I I don't do it enough, and I don't know anybody who does, but like it's something that's definitely not going away. No, absolutely not. And I'm a little bit older, you know, so I I haven't like I'm still not really like super big into social media myself, so it's not anything that I really care about. So it's like it also I think you know. It's affected a little bit as far as my emphasis on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is something that's super cool. So one thing that Gary, I mean, shout out to Gary V. One thing that Gary V says about that is like, and I don't my boss is listening because I totally made to run somebody's social media. But like you shouldn't pay for it. You should just, just really? try. Just 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 feel the tools on Instagram and Facebook are so user friendly that that you can kind of stumble your way into it and the the analytics about it are very easy. So I mean, just start, you know, start going, start going for it. And advertising on Instagram is so so cheap for what you get in in return that you should do it. Just if you haven't experimented with it. Um, yeah. Then other than that, I think the numbers, like really analyzing the numbers, I felt like that's something we did not do in the first three years or so. Okay. So I felt like you know our food costs maybe didn't line up with everything, kind of. So like really. Understanding those and like digesting those like on a constant basis. Yeah, is, I mean, that's, just, that's big. Yeah. yeah, it's also something that like um, you know we, we think we are oh, we we come up with our food costs when we first started and all this stuff, but like things change and, and all this stuff. And I think that yeah, that's something else you know. Yeah, it's a huge like learning curve for us. Okay. The uh, yeah, I mean, because there's all these things that that you know you, you kind of. This and there's um, it's a little early, so my 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 grabbing of words isn't isn't coming in so great. Um, but there's like a 
I'm sort of more where there's just a lot of, you know, things that you uh, that you don't plan for when you're uh, that you can dispose of or things that get overlooked. Is there some common things that, that get overlooked that, that you could, you know, help that you would recommend for a new business guy? Somebody who's kind of thinking about starting something like this? Um, man, I don't know if there's like one thing that gets overlooked, you know what I mean? I think every place is maybe a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to really put a finger on one thing. But yeah, I mean, you, you have a game plan of what you think the numbers are going to be when they're going in. And I think just constantly like looking at them and digesting those numbers, yeah. I think it's, it's something that is just super important because what you feel like, oh, like, you know, we probably like, oh, it's like, you know, we have this amount of, uh, electric should be $400 a month, you know? And it's yeah. like, you know, it's eight or $900 <laughs> and it's like, I don't know how it's that much, but it is that much, you know? And it's like, so those kind of things, that you think they're, they're going in. And then going into that, it's kind of just a guess, right? right. I mean, yeah. you're just, you're like, oh, my, my electric bill at home is a hundred bucks. And it's like, I'm adding like three or four more refrigerators, so it should just be like an extra, you know, whatever sort of amount. Three, three, times, yeah. Yeah. three times as much. And that's totally like giving myself some, some you know, some leeway on that. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just stuff like that. You know, there's all kinds of other, like, other little costs that just kind of start, you know, going in. Yeah. So uh, a lot of a lot of people, they, you know, have a stigma about opening a restaurant, and rightfully so because you know a lot of places don't make it. Uh, what what drove you to to kind of want to do this? Was it mainly John? Um, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I felt like I've always wanted to own my own business, okay. and so I didn't. Um, that's all. That's been with me for a super long time. So, I I always wanted to to do something like this, um, and then I think it was always about trying to find uh, a need and then like, fulfilling it. So I felt like there was like nothing on the Central Coast. There was no acai. I felt like it was like, an up and coming sort of product, and it was definitely something that like the the younger demographic like definitely gravitates to so like being next to the college and I just felt like it was a um, uh, we had a high success rate of being able to make it and, and it was also a low you know we need a ton of capital to get this going yeah um, so we felt like the risk and reward was um, was there yeah as far as like, you know but we all we also felt like you know, we, we knew we were going to get, uh, I knew I wasn't going to make it off of this one little 900 square foot shop, you know, and yeah. next to Cal Poly. Uh, so it was, you know, about like, okay, start there, that's our first little building block, and we'll kind of like, um, you know. Was the plan like, always to, to like come to Paso, or how did, how did, no. this, how did this baby start? Uh, no, I mean, we, we, had, um, we had talked about, um, we actually had somebody approach us like this was going like two and a half years ago and wanted to, to to come up north and so he kind of talked us into doing like a franchise okay um, so we actually opened up one off of um off of first street this was like about two years ago okay um, i didn't own it i was just yeah it was passive um 
So it was like on swing first. Okay. And yeah, that corner over there where they have like. And so, um, and so, I didn't own it. We just you know we franchised the EU and did all that sort of thing. Um, and, and and then probably I was gonna run it for like the first year and help them out. Um, and then a couple months into it, I was like, these people are not they're not the right people for this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so a couple months into it, I was like, we're, like you could do whatever you want, but we're taking our name. Okay. So um, that's another like learning lesson is like you know business partners doing that sort of thing like make sure that you, um, you definitely vet somebody you know and like yeah. understand a little bit more about them and that's something that we did do you know that we, we love the idea and we love the, the idea of getting a certain percentage for, for just our idea going there and uh, but but yeah it was so when, so that that whole thing happens and then. And then so we still, we go back down to we go back down to San Luis, but I knew that there was um, I saw like a ton of people. I mean, especially for the juice, like there was just there was a need for it here. Yeah. And um, so so after we went back down, I was like, you know what? Like downtown Paso is growing. Um, I feel like there's a huge need, even though they started something similar to us. I knew that they didn't really have the the ability to keep it going, and I was willing okay. to kind of, you know, um, willing to compete with them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, it took about six months to find a spot down here, and then we kind of started. You, know, you have a great spot. I mean, yeah, 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 we're super. Street, yeah, like, you know, this is the, the main vein right now of, of downtown. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about downtown Paso and the trends? Is there, like, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's definitely up and coming for sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think that there's just like more and more growth. I mean, there's a huge beer garden just down the street. It's looking like you know another two or three months since we yeah. opened up. Um, I think they have another little open market down the way. Uh, but yeah, there's just I, it's Paso itself and just the tourism. I think is just it's insane. Like, you know, and yeah. we see it. Um, you know, we I think. <laughs> You know, we have our core group of people here in Paso um, that are into this stuff and everything like that, and we're, we're constantly grabbing new people. But it's amazing, like especially on the weekends, um, how many people are coming in here that are from LA and San Francisco, and they're super familiar with this stuff, right? So yeah. They, they know this stuff and they, they, they search it out. Um, but, but yeah, it's just it's, that's what it was definitely me, and I think that you know that, like I said in, in the beginning, I'm you know super grateful for. There being a healthy, you know, alternative, and your downtown Paso, which is great. Uh, what is? Do you have uh, your go-to for like a new person who's coming in here first time? Would you recommend an acai bowl or? Um. Yeah, probably. I think that's probably just because that's our core. Okay. Obviously, that's what we've got. Like, you know, that's what we kind of made our money on. So, um, I would typically, but it, it just depends. I mean, I feel like our, our food has gotten pretty, pretty dang good. You know, so um, I always, you know. How did that uh, evolution happen? Um, I just I saw a need for it again. You know, yeah. it was just something that I just I saw a need for you know a good healthy alternative for people to be able to like grab something quick and um, you know instead of doing a sandwich or a burrito or whatever um, to have that option to have something. Good so what was your first? So when you first started, it was just acai bowls and juices. Uh, acai bowls, smoothies, and we did a couple of. Um, 
Centrifugal juices. Okay, and so what's that? Centrifugal juicer is like when they do like made to order. So like uh, when somebody orders a juice and you just like juice it right there. Centrifugal juicer basically it grinds it up real quick to make out the juice. Okay. What we do now we do a cold press. So what that does is it, it just grinds it up slightly and then puts it in a big bag and it's a hydraulic press that okay. squeezes the juice. Um, so what that does is it gives you actually a shelf life on the juice. So most of our juices have um, five day shelf life. Okay. Some of them have four, um, but that gives you at least a, some some bit of a shelf life. So centrifugal juicer, because you're oxidizing it as it's because because the way you're grinding it up, you know there's some heat behind it, so yeah. it oxidizes so. Nutrients start dissipating in about 20 minutes okay. or so. Uh, so, the juice out of certain juicers is great, but it's, it has to be drank like right in and there. Yeah. Whereas, like our juices, we make big batches and they're there, and all the nutritional value is still there for up to the five so days. So, most of the people who are like doing like celery juice at night at their house and then drinking it in the they're, morning, they're usually, usually doing some triple juice. And so, they're pretty much losing the. Uh, no, I mean, as long as they're drinking right away, but if you, you know, throw that thing in the fridge and then, you know, you go, the next, next, you go in the next morning, I mean, yeah. not only will you see it super discolored, but like also like a lot of the nutritional value. Will be, will be, you know, okay. I mean, it's still better than, than nothing, but yeah. uh, definitely. It's but cold presses. Cold press is the way. And there's also, there's some cold, cold ones that are like cold press, I'm going to call it masticating juicer. Okay. And so that's like, a, it's a much smaller process, but you're actually like, Sitting there, kind of like grinding it out. Oh, <laughs> like a. And I would probably say, to be honest with you, like seventy, probably seventy percent of our customers have their own juicer yeah. at home. It's just, it's a lot of work man, between cleaning that thing. And, yeah. Um, Does it get neglected like a microwave? Do people just? Oh, I mean, just, I, like at home, like is that like a normal thing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, there's probably a good amount of people that have one that's kind of in their back of their cupboard. And every once in a while, they go to like farmers market and they'll get a bunch of good stuff, you know, and they get yeah. the kind of juice. But it's like. As far as doing it um, on a you know daily, semi-daily yeah. basis and stuff like that, um, you got to be pretty pretty dedicated. And that's not right for sure. So so you evolved into the juices and then the the made to order stuff. What was your first? Uh, yes. So our first out? thing was a couple of like uh, uh, rice bowls. So we had like um, like a uh, our fiesta bowl, which is like a, a brown rice, um, black beans. We do uh, jackfruit, like a chipotle jackfruit. Okay. Um, we do uh, romaine, um, a uh, pickled cabbage, our cilantro lime cashew crema on top, and an avocado. Yeah. And then we also did a lotus bowl, which was like a, um, uh, uh, like a portobello mushroom, um, rice, ca uh, red cabbage, carrots, edamame. Uh, so we end up, up discontinuing the lotus bowl in three or four months ago. Okay. Just wasn't yeah. And uh, edamame is seaweed. Uh, or, no, 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 no. That's uh, it's a soybean. It's a soybean, right? And they, they make like really good noodles and stuff out of them. Yeah, we learned a lot of like you know. Yeah. Because um, like I was definitely like trying to cut carbs, and so like I would still want a pasta fix and edamame pasta was you know really good. It's got high protein and stuff, so exactly. I wouldn't have to you know, use a meat. With it, I would just eat that with some really good, like organic tomato sauce, yeah, and stuff like that. So, uh, in the Central Coast, like if you were out and about on a on a weekend, like what what type of things would you you enjoy doing? Um, you know, like I think Central Coast is like the hiking, it's the hiking, yeah, just getting outside, you know, enjoying 
Um, the weather. Everything that we have here, yeah. But I mean, this is, this is like not normal for here, right? No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I think just taking advantage of that, I think that's kind of like the Rattus is part of, of this area. And um, I think uh, like a reason why people kind of gravitate here for um, uh, tourism is because it's like, it's a, you have the California climate and everything like that, but you don't have the people here or you have anywhere else. You know, yeah. and that's the one thing that I think is pretty bad. Uh, you know, living in you know, Southern California and you know, spending about 12 years in San Diego, love those places for sure. But the one thing that kind of differentiates it up here is that you can get you know you're not all, like on top of everybody here. You yeah, know what I mean, like you could go on a hike and like not see somebody for you know couple hours you yeah know, or or whatever you don't do traffic here or whatever so I think that's that's, that's yeah definitely one of my favorite things is yeah. that the, the hiking there's so many great spots mm -hmm. uh, the beach is so close and people up here are, are I don't know it's because there's less going on because there's a lot here but people are, are way more friendly like I remember when I first moved here when I first moved back because I as we were discussing earlier uh, you know I grew up here but then I moved away for a little bit. Uh, shout out to my dad and his restaurant. Um, shout out to Cal City. Shout out to California <laughs> City. <laughs> and uh, Tatchby and Tatchby's High School. Go, uh, go Warriors. Go Warriors. Freaking Quantans, is it? Does it snow much there? Uh, is it it's, thick? I know they just, like this last storm that just came through, they got like, uh, let's see, like I heard it, they got like a foot and a half. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. It's fourth. 4,000, 5,000 square, uh, or thousand, yeah. Okay. So, it definitely snow. It's getting cold, so they're, they're probably feeling it right now, especially yeah. with all this, all this rain and yeah. stuff. But, uh, one of the first things when I, when I moved back, uh, here was like, uh, the person at the bank remembered my name when I walked in the door, and then I thought that was, you know, pretty off-putting. It was really, it was strange at first. I, I wasn't, you know, expecting it. And then, and then like a week later, the, the, you at the gas station remembered my name and it's like this friendly vibe and yeah, small town small town mentality yeah very much and it's one of the things that that i really uh appreciate still about about this place is there um any other like local spots that you really enjoy frequently um or it could be anywhere I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. Me. yeah um yeah i mean i don't know man um Definitely, you know, into uh, big family like beers and stuff like that. So, um, you know, all the little breweries and stuff here. Um, there's a cool little place that opened up um, in the past year, just recently called the Racketeer Room. Okay. Uh, which is actually the guy that started, um, oh gosh, it's the Moral Bay Brewery. Um, uh, yeah, I should know this. Okay. They do a lot of salads and stuff like that. But uh, The Racketeer Room? Yeah. Oh, shout out to the Racketeer Room. Um, but anyways, like little cool places like that, which is great too. Um, and then yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we just moved up to the Tascara not too long ago, but before that, it was, we were down in San Luis. So um, whether it's you know um, the many good delis down there, so okay. all our friends, whether it's Dubia High Street or uh, Becky over at Lincoln Deli, or you know some of our friends over there. Um, and then yeah, as far as like restaurants wise, like Flower House is awesome. Do you, uh, do you do much cooking at home? Yeah. What, do you have a, a go-to go-to dish, long day, 
on a long day? Not really. I mean, not really. I tried to switch it up quite a bit. Okay. You know? um, so not, nothing that like really is like. Uh, I do a lot of like stir fry type of stuff. So just mixing it, I feel like you can do just so many different. Whether it's you're throwing in a curry or an actual stir fry sauce and just you know. Or rice and you know veggies and stuff like that. Yeah, nice light. Yeah, easy to... if you want to throw in a protein, you can. But um, but you, know, you can also you know do uh, tofu or whatever. So I love that. Okay. Um, Thai, you know, Thai food. Think of the Thai food for sure. Yeah. Um, Asian Asian foods definitely one of the most I think like common denominator when I ask somebody what what they like the most. Uh, everybody says Asian food, and I don't knock it at all. Like I. I, I 100% agree. Like I wish that I didn't. I wish I knew more. I wish I could have gone overseas when I was young and, and staged at a couple. You know. and they're, 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 the flavors in them are just so like pronounced. You know, whether it's like a lemongrass or whatever it is, it's just like um, I don't know. It's they're, it's, it's awesome for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there a Things on the horizon. Is there another like? Is there if you were doing something else, what what would you see yourself? Another life. Another Paso. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Do you do you do you partake in craft beer? Um, I don't per se, but I do have some my some of my really good friends. Okay. Um, do. And yeah, I mean that's something that is is awesome for sure. Yeah, um, there's also like you know you build a recipe and you're doing all that stuff. Um, that's gonna be hard. I mean that's gonna be it's a lot of work. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, and and I think. But I mean, what an awesome business, right? Like, I think especially if you would have got into it a few years ago. Like, I mean, the breweries, like just being down in San Diego and that boom happened, and it was like, I mean, that's you know, you had a handful, right? and then it's yeah. just like there's certain neighborhoods now that have like you know five square miles. There's like forty of them. Yeah, you know, like this whole box is just it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's like it's insane, yeah. you know. Um, so great business. I mean, there's still room for sure. You know, up here even I think is is, is definitely. I keep there's more and more that keep popping up for yeah. sure. I mean, pretty soon in in the tap water in San Diego, there's going to be alcohol content. Probably <laughs> there's going to be percentage. You know, there's going to be a warning probably, on the tap. Right? Yeah, probably it's, for beer for sure. Yeah, it's but I mean. That's coming up, and then here you have so many wineries too. I mean, it's almost the same, the same thing, just uh, you know, different channel. Mm -hmm. uh, but so, as we're kind of winding down, how can people, you know, get a hold of you? Where, where are your locations at? Yeah, um, so uh, we have our website, www.neighborhoodasai.com. Uh, okay. Um, and I'll put a link in the in the description to that. Cool. Um, social media, um, Instagram, Facebook. Both of those things, um, and yeah. So we have our. Are you, are you neighborhood Asai on Facebook? Yeah. So it's neighborhood underscore Asai. Okay. I believe is, is our is our handle on there for okay. sure. But, um, but yeah, I think just just searching that, I think should should be able to come up. Okay. Um, yeah, we have our, our our location San Luis Obispo, first location on uh, Foothill and Santa Rosa. Um, our location downtown Paso on Thirteenth Street, and then our location come February is going to be um, on High Garrett Tank Farm. Okay. Open market on February, and then I, I also know that um, I know some people who do like uh, like daily cleanses. Do you do you have a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. program for that? Yeah, yeah. So we have juice cleanses that people um, can you know um, a day juice cleanses up to you know we have some people that will juice cleanse up for five days or so. Okay, um, amazing for um, 
the two the two things that I always tell people giving your digestive system a break and flooding your body with nutrients. Yeah. And those are the two main things about um, about juice cleanse because thirty percent of our of the average person's um, energy goes into to digest the food. Down. Yeah. yeah. So you know, like when you eat a big meal Thanksgiving for say tired, you want to take a nap, mm-hmm. that's because all of your energy is going to digesting food. Yeah. So if your body doesn't have to digest food at all for a day or two or three days, it basically uses that energy to go and fix other things or do other things that, you know, that normally it, it's, it's used to digest food. So. Yeah. And then I feel like this is just my attempt at humor, but like, do people just keep trying to go longer and longer? Um, it depends. Like, It definitely takes um, the... Like juice cleanses are not easy, you know. Yeah. Like not eating anything for two or three any, days. Any recommendations for people attempting? No, I mean I think that you know, like we we tell people like if you can eat vegetarian the day or two before, because like if you have like say you have a big burger the day before and you go on a juice cleanse, like all those toxins are going to come out of you. Yeah, and, and so you're going to have headaches and all this stuff yeah. you know, for the first day or so. So to eat clean for like a day or two prior to that is like super important. And then, you know, it's just mind over matter sort of thing. Like, you could go for a really long time um, doing juice cleanses, but, like, you're, like, we're so used to chewing that it's just, like, kind of like a mental battle that you have. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, people that are, you know, I mean, I have many yoga teachers that will teach three or four hot yoga classes a day and they're in juice cleanse, and I'm like, I don't know how you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, no, that's, like, that's crazy, that's but, rough. you know, but I, it's just their, their mental, you know, fortitude yeah. Any uh, local yoga spots you want to show? Uh, Darwin Yoga. Yeah, Darwin Yoga. Um, across the way, they're friends. Um, Spark Yoga in San Luis. They've been our best friends for forever. They're our neighbors yeah. there. Um, and uh, yeah, Yoga Standard is going to be our new best friend. And, cool. Yeah, over at the, the Loose Place. And, Sweet. Yeah, Orange Theory is going to be over there. So there's community, the health, health food community is not the health in general. So something that keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Health is is definitely on the on the rise, and for good, for good reason. I mean, our American diet is you know a little not the best. They didn't you know plan that out very very well when they were mapping that that program. So you know, health is healthy, sexy. And it's, it's good. Well, is there anything else that, that you want to let the people know? Uh, no. Um, you know, like I said, just come give us a try. coming out. Any you know come. Uh, nothing. I mean, we have a couple new uh, new items that we're working on. Uh, we're coming up with some soups, so that's going to be launching here pretty quick. Is that for the season? Yeah, and then we have uh, a matcha waffle that's going to be coming out here pretty quick too. Yeah, with the, the fruit on top and coconut whip. Okay. So wait, so wait uh, is our matcha in the waffle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Matcha in the waffle, and then you have fruit, and then you have a coconut whip on top. So okay. So there'll be no eggs in the waffle, or cool. No gluten free. Sweet. Well, guys, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Sure. Thanks, Chris. Hey, I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Always. We're out. Bye, guys.